12 girls confirmed to have suffered distressing abuse. Baumia inaugurates phase 2 of Tamale Airport project. Sea tax strike, members against salary withheld. And in other stories, electricity tariff goes up by 4.22%. This business, sports and showbiz, is coming in this morning's bulletin. The news will be read by Awin Temi Akansukum. Now, the details. In a shocking case that has gripped the city of Wa in the Upper West region, four out of 12 girls who were allegedly defiled by a 35-year-old man have been confirmed to have suffered distressing abuse. The details emerged when a medical officer from the Wa Municipal Hospital took the stand on Tuesday to testify in the ongoing trial. At the War Circuit's court on Tuesday, Rashid Ahmed, a 35-year-old facing charges of defilement and attempted defilement, stood trial as the proceedings unfolded. Before the trial began, the accused was asked if he had legal representation. His response raised eyebrows as a family member explained that despite their intentions, they were unable to secure legal counsel for him. Leading the prosecution is Saeed Abdul Shakur, a principal state attorney. The courtroom was then introduced to a medical officer from the Wa Municipal Hospital who had conducted examinations on the underage victims. Dr. Al-Hassan Mohammed Mubarak took the stand and revealed shocking details. He confirmed that the four children aged between 11 and 13 had suffered multiple sexual penetrations and had lost their humans as a result of the alleged abuse. Dr. Mubarak further explained that three of the girls had confirmed their first last instances of sexual contact were in May this year. Shockingly, one victim was unable to accurately recount the number of her encounters. When cross-examined, the accused, Ahmed Rashid, denied any involvement in the alleged offences, maintaining his innocence. However, a key piece was missing from the proceedings. A police investigator who was expected to testify was notably absent. The trial is set to continue today as doctors are anticipated to provide further testimony on the medical examinations conducted on the remaining seven girls. In a tragic turn of event, it has come to light that one of the victims has passed away, adding to the gravity of the situation. Now, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia inaugurated the Phase 2 expansion of Tamale International Airport on Tuesday. Tamale International Airport is the third busiest airport in Ghana after Kotokai International Airport and Kumasi Airport. It serves as a vital transportation hub connecting both domestic and international destinations to Tamale. The airport was originally established during World War II for military use. Its importance led to plans for its expansion, but these were interrupted by political changes in 1966. 
modifications were made for civilian operations. Work began in September 2014 to upgrade the Tamale Airport to international status. The project was divided into two phases. Phase 1 involved extending the runway from 2,438 meters to 3,400 meters, constructing a new apron and taxi link, rehabilitating the existing apron, and installing aeroneurotical ground lightning system. Phase 2, which began in August 2019, involved expanding the airport terminal building to include a VIP lounge, two boarding gates, self-service check-in kiosk, check-in desk, airline offices, commercial retail areas, and a multi-purpose terminal for hard travel facilitation. The expansion also included a 5-kilometer road network and other supporting structures. At the commissioning ceremony, Dr. Baumia expressed gratitude to the project's funders. He highlighted the project's alignment with the government's vision to boost the aviation industry and make Ghana a West African aviation hub. The project is also expected to stimulate economic trading activities and offer an alternative to Kotoka International Airport. It has an estimated capacity of around 250,000 passengers. The vice president also highlighted some of the benefits of the project, particularly its potential to support the activities of the Northern Development Authority. Transport Minister Kweku Ofori Esiama praised the project, emphasizing its role in enhancing aviation transport and encouraging local airlines to contribute. British High Commissioner to Ghana, Harriet Thompson, praised the project's potential to boost tourism. The overlord of Dagbon, Yana Abubakari Mahama II, commended the project on behalf of the region's chiefs and residents. He urged the government to create irrigation dams to support agriculture and pledged the region's commitment to maintaining the project. Now, the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, GTEC, has written to the Controller and Accountant General's Department, CAGD, to withhold the remuneration of members of the Colleges of Education Teachers Association of Ghana, CTAG, a release signed by the Director of Administrations, Saka Sayuti, noted that the action would affect the teaching staff of all the 46 Colleges of Education. The notice, however, directed CAGD to validate and pay the arrears owed to CTAG beyond August 2023. Earlier, the Education Ministry issued a directive for the principals of the various colleges of education to submit attendance of tutors at post before the validation of salaries in Agus. This is to enable the ministry to withhold their Agus salary since they were on strike and therefore did not undertake their duties. 
On August 1, 2023, the Colleges of Education Teachers Association of Ghana, CTAG, embarked on an indefinite strike to push the government to redeem its promise of implementing their negotiated conditions of service. Their decision follows the non-compliance of the government to implement the National Labor Commission's arbitral award orders and the negotiated conditions of service since May 2, 2023. President of CTAC, Prince Obinghima, insisted that NLC must compel the finance ministry to heed agreements on their conditions of service, adding that until they see total compliance with the others, they would not budge. The NLC, in this regard, directed CTAC to call off strike and appear before the commission for a hearing. This is after the leadership of the association failed to appear before the NLC Wednesday, August 2, 2023, for a, a hearing on their industrial action. But CTAC dismissed claims that it refused to honor the NLC's inv invitation for a hearing over the strike action. According to Mr. Obenghima, it is misplaced to say that CTAC did not attend the meeting, adding that CTAC acted in line with the law. Meanwhile, the national president of uh, principals of colleges of education assured CTAG's demand from government will be met by August 31. Now, to other stories, the Public Utility Regulatory Commission PURC has announced a 4.22% increase in tariff for electricity. The decision comes after a comprehensive review conducted for the third quarter of 2023. According to a statement signed by the Executive Secretary of PURC, Ishmael Aka, the primary objective behind the tariff adjustment is to ensure that the the real value of the cost of providing utility service is upheld. The new tariff structure maintains the existing rates for lifeline consumers as well as for industrial customers and non-residential entities like hairdressing saloons, barbering shops, chop bars, tailoring and dressmaking shops, coal stores and other small to medium scale businesses. Therefore, these segments of customers will not experience any changes or increment in their electricity tariffs. In terms of water tariff, the lifeline consumers would also benefit from a freeze on tariff adjustment with no increase or alteration in their rates. However, for all other categories of water consumers, the PURC has approved a 1.18% increase in tariffs. Now to business, the government of Ghana through the Ministry of Finance has begun the process of settling the first coupon payment of bonds affected by the Domestic Debt Exchange Program, DDEP. According to the Ministry, the matured coupons amount to 2.4 billion cities and instructions have already been sent for settlement. The DDEP was launched in 2022 in an effort to restructure Ghana's unsustainable debt bedding. Under the program, eligible bondholders were given the opportunity to exchange their old bonds for new bonds with lower interest rates and longer maturities. The coupon payment for the expected bonds was agreed to be 5%, which was lower than the interest rate 
on the old bond. However, there were initial market uncertainties about whether the government will be able to make the 5% coupon payment, but the Ministry of Finance has allayed these concerns, stating that the settlement of the first coupon payment is consistent with the government's commitment to the continued success and credibility of the country's domestic debt operations. Now to some sports, transfer guru Fabrizio Romano reports West Ham United Football Club has had its 42 million offer to Ayaz Amsterdam for Ghanaian midfielder Mohamed Kudus rejected. The rejection comes at a time transfer talks involving Kudus departing the Dutch club continues to intensify in the wake of a breakout of 2022-2023 season for Kudus. The 23-year-old former FC player scored 18 goals and added 7 assists in 42 games across all competitions. The renowned Italian football insider in his tweet added that Ayaz had rejected the proposal out of hand, no intentions to accept at those conditions. He added West Ham would have to decide whether to continue negotiations with Ayaz for Kudus or walk away from the negotiations. Now to show this, it is all good news for Ghana's Black Sharif and Camido having been nominated for the maiden edition of Trace Award slated for Saturday, October 21 at Kigali, Rwanda. The nominations have one again ignited faith in the huge potential of Ghana's music industry having two of its favorite rock shoulders with a cream de, de la cream of African music including Davido and Benaboy. Black Sharif was nominated in the Best Collaboration and Best Artist Africa category and would be contended against with the likes of Tiwa Savage, Benaboy and Davido. Camilo also found a spot in the Song of the Year category and is also facing a tough competition from the likes of Libyanka of Cameroon and a host of Nigerian artists including Rema, Fireboy and Kiz Daniels. And that's it with the Daybreak News on Ghana Talks Radio. Log on to www.ghanatalksradio.com for more of these stories. The news was read by Awen Temi Akansukum. And I say thanks so much for making time. Have a good morning. Get it big. Get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR. Ghana Talks Radio.